Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 19 of Purposefully Yogini. My name is Lindsay Parazzi, and thank you for tuning in to what now seems to be, at least for right now, a bi-monthly podcast. Every two weeks, I'll be posting simply because it is season here in Naples, and things are busy, and I love it. The energy is high. I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but... I am bouncing from place to place, studio to gym to private, so my schedule is jam-packed, and unfortunately, I have to rank my priorities in order of importance to replenishing my savings account (laughs) rather than, um, you know, not in a sense. Um, Although I really missed sharing with you last week, I'm really excited about this week's episode of all about boundaries, personal boundaries, boundaries with relationships, work, how to set them, how you might know if you are not setting them, what you might feel like if you're doing so, and how to protect your energy. I would feel disingenuous if I didn't share about this topic as over the last month and a half my boundaries have been tested and also what has been tested is to see if I am able to set them with kind of a definitiveness and I'm learning as I go kind of troubleshooting along the way but I can't wait to share with you some things that I have been learning and how to do so and I think that When you sit back and think about some of our stressors in life, it can be really eye-opening to know that it may just be a boundary that hasn't been set. But before I get into that, just wanting to congratulate all of Yoga Loft Naples 200-hour teacher training graduates. I just came from graduation, a wonderful class led by Amy Lucky, who is the leader and senior teacher of Yoga Loft's teacher training program. And a couple of my friends were in this immersion, and I'm so proud of them to see them follow through on something they've been wanting to do, and also just knowing the dedication and energy that it takes to finish all 200 hours. I'm just so inspired, and it actually made me want to look into more teacher trainings. I'm kind of a teacher training junkie. I have three 200 hours. I have a week-long level two training with Jimmy Barkin, a yin training. And yes, while it helps me at my job, obviously as a yoga teacher, it's also such a wonderful way to self-explore. And each training that I went to held so many different qualities and experiences that are just so, I guess, some of the most wonderful lessons that I've learned throughout this life thus far. So can't wait for more. But definitely inspired me to start researching another training program I can look into. So congratulations. If you are in the Naples area and you are a golfer or tennis player, I am joining the staff at Gray Oaks Country Club in Naples. It's a private club, but they just rebuilt their whole wellness and fitness center, and it is stunning. State-of-the-art equipment, clean and sleek, and catering to 
the individual or the club member in so many different ways. They have on-site physical therapy, spin, bar, yoga, TRX. They have their own little cohort of the NCH, which is um, Naples. Um, the, the hospital essentially is going to be on site. So should anything happen, they're right there. Just a wonderful space full of wonderful people. So I'm really thankful to be starting classes there. I'm going to be teaching yin yoga, which if you are familiar with yin, you know that if you are an athlete, it is imperative. Also, I started teaching at Shangri-La, which is another historic site in Bonita Springs down here in southwest Florida. It holds two of the oldest Mysore trees. There are only six in the States, and these big, beautiful fig trees from India. But it also just holds so much history in this one little plot of land in Bonita Springs, the name originates from this location. The The spring of Bonita Springs is located on this property. So it's a wonderful new space. They just added a whole new addition for yoga, this beautiful new Pentagon studio with a couple of new classes. So again, if you're in the Naples or Southwest Florida area, a lovely addition to your practice to check this place out. It's it's magical, for lack of better terms. Um, yeah, so nothing really that new. I have been, with my friend Liz, power walking a lot. <laughs> we laugh about it. But we've been like clocking like four to five miles at least four days a week as a way of grounding ourselves and kind of just like talking about life, but in the same time, we're realizing how it's really a workout and we're getting stronger and we're covering more ground quicker, just getting a bit more in shape. And my body feels really good kind of being gentle with it right now and walking. But I laugh because we're getting to the point where we're like aggressive power walkers. So we were even looking into ankle weights, which is hilarious. If you needed a break from your workout regime, I know that for some of you listeners up north, it may be a little too chilly still, but as we approach spring, it's a wonderful addition, even if it's just once a week. A long, long walk grounds you with nature, lets you breathe some fresh air, and if you do it with a friend, it's a really nice cathartic approach to just sharing life together, and it's a it's wonderful. I'm really thankful for this. We walk along the beach. There's a long sidewalk at the beach club she belongs to. And this morning we went on a long walk. It was still dark out because of the time change, but the the full moon was right above the water and it almost felt fake. And I'm very thankful to still be down here doing what I love. And... Lastly, which is hilarious, just for my single ladies out there, I joined Tinder, which if you're not familiar with what Tinder is, it's a free dating app, which has gotten a bad rap and I can totally see why. I definitely have had some Tinder nightmares, but in a funny way, not like a, I need to call the cops way. Um, but it's, 
wonderful for me because I have very limited time to go out and meet people. So it kind of brings people to you with little effort and you start talking and sometimes it leads to a date, sometimes it leads to never texting someone back. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of fun right now. I'm kind of playing it like a game, which hopefully none of my Tinder interests are listening to this. But just a way to meet new people. And if nothing comes from it, at least I am doing something a bit more social, finding a bit more balance in my life, which also goes along with the boundaries that I'll be talking about in a little bit. So really funny. So if you live in Southwest Florida and you're on Tinder and you see me, that's why. Not trying to hide anything. Definitely not trying to just hook up, um, but also looking to meet really cool people. And I think it's time I need to do that. I have been trying to meet new people, but my work schedule is crazy and I don't want to just sit home and I don't really love going out out. I mean, I will on occasion, but it's pretty funny. And for the most part, I'm having success with it and I'm going to continue. So there's that. If you were wondering if you should give it a try, I say do it. You know, obviously I'm a big fan of organic things and not forcing anything. But this doesn't feel that forced because if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do it. If you don't want to write back, you don't have to write back. And if a boy who took a selfie swipes right for you, you can still swipe left. Um... I want to almost put on my profile, like, I will swipe left if you have a selfie, especially a gym selfie. Um, This might sound judgmental, but what are you doing, guys? Why are you taking so many selfies? Not not okay. Anyway, that's pretty much it for my updates, I think. I don't have any workshops coming up because I needed a little breather. I started another challenge at Yoga Loft Naples. This time, 35 new women signed up for a six-week challenge at Yoga Loft. And I'm just like, I could cry. I'm so inspired by these women. Kind of people who would never think to come into the space are coming in. And not only coming in, coming in three times a week, if not more. And just crushing their challenge And the retention rate has been so high. Lots of the women who started have already bought packages so that they can continue coming back. And I love it. And I really find that I don't feel, you know, it's kind of a sales pitch pitching them to do this challenge. But it's really easy to sell because I'm selling yoga. And it's something I truly believe in. And I think that these women understand that and so it's it seems very effortless and I'm really thankful for this opportunity to bring yoga to the masses if you will oh so okay boundaries there's so much to talk about but I'm gonna kind of condense it to let's see I guess defining what a boundary is a personal boundary And giving some insight to how you might know that you're not setting them. Then also about 
how to set boundaries in regards to work, family, relationships, even friends. And lastly, getting into a little bit about protecting your energy. Um, only because it's really hard to trust others. And more often than not, you don't really know someone until you know them. And I'm in the camp of, you know, I am open to everyone and hopeful that everyone has the same heart as I do until I see that they don't. And yes, that might make me naive or that might make me a bit too energy leaking, which I'll describe later, um, which I'm learning through therapy. (laughs) But sometimes I care too much and to a fault, and it gets me into these positions where I realize I haven't set a healthy boundary. So, so first of all, um, you know, what is the definition of personal boundaries? Personal boundaries are just physical, emotional, or mental limits that we establish to truly protect ourselves from being either manipulated, used, or violated by others. And so those three terms, like manipulated, used, violated, those are like really, I feel like, extreme. Um, But if we break it down in a bit like less severe wording, um, boundaries are just limits that we set so that we can protect our energy. And what I mean by this is there are ways to separate ourselves from who we are, kind of what we think and what we feel from the thoughts and feelings of others. So obviously we're never really going to always see eye to eye with everyone. The people that we do see eye to eye with, those are typically your best friends, your confidants, sometimes your romantic partners, although it's not kind of black and white. There's so much gray to everyone's relationship. And obviously I can't say family because sometimes with family, you have to set the most boundaries. And when it comes to protecting your energy, your energy is kind of what will tell you if the boundary is being set or not. My good friend sent me a quote that said, you know, notice when you're feeling exhausted or resentful or angry and maybe tune into rather than the other person being at fault or the environment being at fault, it could be an opportunity to explore where you haven't set a healthy boundary. And when I When I read this quote, I kind of like my jaw dropped and I was like, oh, dang, you know, like for me, the empath who cares about everyone, who wants to help everyone, who wants to see everyone succeed and gets frustrated when I see people doing things that I know that they shouldn't be doing, you know, I kind of opened my eyes to be like, whoa, Lindsay, why the F do you care so much? And I'm not going to stop caring, that's for sure. I'm just going to not invest a lot of my time in other people's 
issues, for lack of a better term. Issues sometimes sounds negative because there can be positive issues too. Um, however, that's a big sign. So these limits that we set to kind of protect ourselves or protect our energy sometimes are threatened by others. And we can certainly tell when these limits or boundaries are disintegrating or falling apart or maybe have never been set in the first place because we might feel resentful, angry, or tired. And so it doesn't have to be people. It could be places. It could be hobbies. It could be uh, just experiences that you put yourself in. And I can give an example my old career, my mental health counseling job for New York State. I was always exhausted when I was there. I was uninspired when I was there. I was cranky. And for the longest time, I was like, oh, this is real life. You know, this is just me being an adult. And now in hindsight, I realized it's because I didn't know how to set personal boundaries at work. I overworked myself to prove myself for something that I wasn't really in love with doing and I shared so much time with others trying to create a good work to friend ratio which doesn't necessarily need to happen and also with my clients trying to just do too much to help them when my hands were tied because there was only so much I could do. So in hindsight, lots of healthy boundaries were not set. Um, but at the same time, the biggest boundary of all was I was tired and uninspired there because I hated it. <laughs> and so the boundary that I eventually set was quitting this job. And I'm not saying that's for everyone. But now in the field that I am, I've definitely seen the difference and felt the difference of being in the right place, especially for now. So there's that. Um, I guess uh, what's really important, secondly, to be able to do in order to know if you're setting effective boundaries is to recognize and acknowledge your own feelings. So that gets back to that example. Um, we kind of really need to be able to know what we're feeling. And that kind of goes goes back to my last podcast, listening to our body, listening to our emotions rather than ignoring them or denying them. And whether it's someone's comment that made you feel bad or someone's actions making you feel overwhelmed or drained, being able to recognize this is vital because it helps you really check in with um with yourself. And the problem a lot of us have, um, I keep saying, um, (laughs) but the problem many of us have kind of weak or leaky boundaries in relationships with employers, partners, what have you, family is because we come enmeshed and kind of encompassed by other people's stuff. We have no idea that it's like none of our business and It's so weird and it's so, it comes on so quickly, like taking on other people's stuff, but then it it takes a long time to kind of break away from it because you've 
somehow intertwined yourself into it. And once you start to become aware and kind of really check in with yourself, you can then start to really distance between yourself or the person. And that's the boundary. So first things first, um, how you might know if you're not setting boundaries is check in with yourself, with your feelings, um, so that you can start to differentiate yourself, your being from someone else or some other place. And then another sign that you might realize that either the boundaries weren't set or they've been crossed is, you know, do you find yourself always answering a friend's text or phone calls late at night even though you're tired and you want to go to bed? Do you find yourself always making um, time for other people's problems when you have to, you know, record a podcast? I can easily use that as an example. Um, I have tendency to always be there for my friends and I love it. I'm not trying to say that I'm not going to be there, but There are some times when I need to learn how to say, oh, I can't right now because I have to do stuff for me. And if I were to think back in my given week, you know, maybe I would have time for a weekly podcast. But, you know, that's not the priority. My priority is my friends and not to the point where I'm a mesh or encompassed, but at the same time being there for them the way I'd want them to be there for me. However, recognizing and I'm very in tune to when I'm tired or resentful or angry or frustrated. And that's when I kind of start to back away. So, okay, I feel like I'm rambling, but I have my notes and I'm trying to read my notes. (laughs) So how do we set healthy boundaries? Um, We kind of know how we may not have set them or when they're being crossed because of our feelings. So um, making sure that you're you're getting grounded enough to check in in with your feelings. And then how do we set healthy boundaries? So how to set boundaries is obviously a spectrum, but being very grounded is one wonderful way to start. And grounded comes from meditation, breath work, connecting with nature, reading about your root chakra, doing something for yourself like exercise or kind of a long shower, something where you are just taking care of yourself and knowing that if you do that a little bit each day, then your cup will be full. So if there are boundary pushers or work requirements that you know you're needed with, it will be easier to give a little more if the situation is right. And grounding also helps us to really stand firm and see clearly, is this going to protect my energy, to conserve my energy, or is this just leaking my energy everywhere? And the second thing you can do to help with boundary setting is actually speak up. Communicate it to another person so that you're not just out of left field 
like deserting them, especially if you were someone who didn't set boundaries before and now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to set boundaries. And then they're like, wow, where did this person go? Um, So rather than disappearing and potentially harming the relationship, especially if you honor or cherish the relationship, is to communicate with the other person how the reality of the situation is kind of exhausting you, obviously in a graceful way. So I can use my mother, for example. She's going through some things that are probably more appropriate for a therapist or her mother or her sister or her best friend, not her daughter. So what I started doing in um, the morning is send her a text with my schedule saying, Hey mom, I love you. I'm working at these hours. I'm free to talk on the phone from 2.30 to 3 p.m. I love you. Let's talk then so that I don't get five calls from her or a text message from her when I can't respond, which then in turn makes me feel guilty that I can't respond. So it's like this negative cycle. So I set a boundary very clear in the morning when I know that she wants to talk on the phone or what have you. Um, And I do this for friends as well, um, especially if I'm driving or if I have a busy day. However, I've somehow managed, and I'm so thankful for every single person in my life, because I've somehow managed to set healthy enough boundaries that all of my friends don't have this neediness. And I'm not saying neediness in a bad way, but in a way that they're adults and they're busy too. And we realize that throughout the day, if we don't text back immediately, it it is not personal. And I'm thankful that they are confident enough in our friendship that they don't require that validation throughout the day that it's not me ignoring them it's that I'm busy doing me and they're busy doing them so so it's really cool but but we never had to acknowledge or voice it there are some people obviously that you do have to do it with xyz um or example is my mother but you know uh it's necessary with the people who don't understand it to set that healthy boundary um you know, coworkers too who talk to you in a way that is unnecessary for the work environment or if they're encroaching on your time schedule and you have a project and they're always popping in your office or, you know, friends at work are wonderful, but more often than not, it's a professional setting, so there's no need to cross boundaries there. And that's something else I learned this week too. So that's the third, getting grounded, voicing, and acknowledging a boundary that's being set. I had to set one with a male friend of mine too recently, and you know, it's all for the best. And if they are understanding and they know who you are because you're not a malicious person, it typically is very successful. And and then the last thing, um, you know, sometimes setting boundaries, I know for me, feels like I I feel guilty. Um, I want to be there for everyone, but I know it's not possible. Like I'm not Mother Teresa. I'm not, I just can't. I have to be there for myself most importantly so that I can be there for my students that I teach day in and day out. 
And that is exhausting in itself. But then I also want to be there for my friends. However, I can't do it every day and especially with my family. So I go to bed and I'm like, oh God, I forgot to text so-and-so back. They're going to think this, that. And then I just have to realize, kind of nourish that guilt and What that is, is an example of kind of judging how you feel. And in yoga, that's a big no-no. So rather than judging how I feel guilty or, you know, maybe ashamed that I didn't text them back in time or quick enough, just observing how I feel, say, oh, okay, I feel guilty, but that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person, you know, not attaching to it then getting a good night's sleep, and in the morning you can probably text this person back with a little more just realness behind it because you're not rushing, you're not tired. Your energy, your true conscious energy is now being given rather than off the cusp, kind of rushing and thoughtless, even if that's not your intention. So really taking care of yourself by not judging how you feel when it comes to setting a boundary, especially if you're like me and it's very new to you. This is all very new to me. I am a little embarrassed at how new it is to me, but my eyes have just been opened lately and I can't ignore it. And so now like kind of in hindsight, I'm seeing all the other places where I leaked my energy, where I didn't set a clear boundary early on. And therefore that's why it could have crumbled or what have you. And I'm just really thankful for all of these lessons that have compiled this past month and a half between friends or coworkers or bosses or family members, because a lot of shit went down And I know in my heart of hearts that I did the best that I could and I am just thankful for these learning experiences and I'm treading cautiously through them so that I don't tarnish relationships but I preserve the ones that are necessary to preserve. Oh, that was a mouthful. So I don't even know if this all made sense. I feel like I say this every every podcast. I don't know if this all made sense. In my head, when I write my notes, they make sense. Oh, hold on. I just texted my friend Amy back because I congratulated her. She's so inspiring. She just... That was, I think, her fifth or sixth cycle of teacher training. So congratulations to her for spearheading these trainings at Yoga Loft that are just full of knowledge and wisdom, but most importantly, that produce these amazing, amazing, effective leaders in the community, even though they're leaders to begin with, but she just helps them a little bit more. Anyway, back to boundaries. Um, So yeah, (laughs) you guys, you guys, I'm so tired. So even this podcast that's about setting boundaries, I feel like recording it, I'm like not 
setting a boundary for myself. Like, do I need to put it on the back burner until season's over? You know, I wasn't dreading recording it because I wanted to share this information because I just feel compelled to just because of what's happening in my life. So, you know, kind of striking while the iron's hot, that might not be the expression, but you know, why sit on this anymore? I've had at least four experiences or situations or circumstances where I've had to realize that I did not set any boundaries and now I have to. And some were stern, some are loving, some are, you know, just neutral. They are what they are, but they had to be done because I was literally exhausted I was angry with some people. I was resentful. And I don't deserve to feel that way. There's never a need to feel that way. And it can be prevented. So this podcast is a little bit of postvention after these circumstances happened. But live and learn. And when we really take into account how we feel, when we check in every day with a little bit of self-care and a little bit of just observation, how am I feeling? Am I feeling tired? Am I feeling energized? You know, it can really help so much to continue to navigate our life, our days even, and kind of know where to devote our energy. And I I keep using the word energy and for yogis, you'll get it. But if you're kind of, well, no, even non-yogis should get it. Just energy. You don't, it doesn't have to be the emotional energy, but just your energy. Even think of it plain and simple. Okay. (laughs) So check in every morning, wake up. If you have scheduled a scheduled day, appointments, meetings for work. Notice if you're doing way more than that. Notice if you need to scale back with helping some of your friends. Notice if you are getting tired being there or constantly hearing about someone's problems or issues. You know, notice where there's a limit. We all have limits. And sometimes we don't know we have limits until we're pushed to the end of them. And that for me was my old, my past relationship that, um, taught me about limits big time. And I didn't listen to them at all. Uh, I didn't listen or check in with my feelings at all, probably throughout. Well, I guess I should give myself some credit. I checked in with them, but I didn't do anything about them. Um, So sometimes we're pushed to the end of our limits, and there's a breaking point, and that breaking point teaches us how to set boundaries. But more often than not, it doesn't have to be like that. We don't have to keep going, 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 and then crash and burn or explode to set a boundary. We We can prevent that by setting a boundary ahead of time, by kind of... Checking in with ourselves first, almost a premeditative or preemptive 
way to go about life so that you can conserve, conserve your energy. And then in turn, when it's really necessary, when a friend is in dire need, when a family member needs you, you know, you have all of this to give them kind of in, in, your, in your fuel tank. So take a look at your life, your work, your family, your partner, your friends, your pets. Just kidding. No boundaries with pets. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, with anything, with your environment, where you dr- how you drive to work, what you listen to on the way to work, your self-care regime, your boundaries with how you talk to yourself. You know, it doesn't just end with family, friends, and work. It goes... It really starts with yourself. And I think that we can all start to have healthier relationships with others when we have healthier relationships with ourself, which is hard work. But like I said, there are so many, and feel free to tune into earlier episodes, so many ways to heal our relationship with ourself. And yoga at Yoga Loft Naples is one of them. <laughs> Okay, friends, I love you so much, and I'm so thankful to have the opportunity to live this life and share with you what I'm learning through this life, and I know this isn't a professional podcast per se, so I apologize if my thoughts are all over the place. I used to be really good at taking notes and outlining, but it seems my notes don't really serve me here, or at least not today. I hope to tune in next week, but I'm going to err on the side of caution and see how this is a preemptive boundary that I'm setting. I'll most likely see you in two weeks. Have a wonderful St. Patrick's Day. Have a wonderful end of your March and that's it. Bye.